you're about to go inside the den with your Wausau River Wolves. And now, here's your host and play-by-play voice of the Wausau River Wolves, Jake Senholz. What's going on, River Wolves fans? Jake Senholz with you once again here inside the den. This time it is for episode three. Uh, might be the longest episode that we have for you this season so far. Haven't finished editing it, editing it yet, obviously, because I'm uh, just now recording my segment. But it's a good one for you. Uh, Zach and I have a great conversation at the beginning. We get to know assistant coach Jonah Williams a little bit. And then it's uh, the man of the hour, Ethan Cumming, wrapping things up in our... Actually, the man of the week. I'm going to say the man of the week, much more appropriate title for Ethan Cumming, who you are going to hear from in the Players Only segment at the end of this podcast. But before we get there, of course, want to remind you that uh, you can find every single Riverwolves game on HockeyTV.com. Uh, if you are in the area, not able to make it out this weekend because of snow or cold or whatever, first of all, I encourage you to try your best to make it out um, because of everything that you're going to hear Zach and I talk about. A lot of good giveaways, a lot of fun things happening at the Marathon County Ice Arena this weekend. But of course, if you are in the area and can't make it, or if you are spread out across the country, you can watch every single uh, Riverwolves game on hockey TV, whether I'm on the call or not, whether they are home or away, you can find their games on hockey TV. So just wanted to throw that out there for those of you who maybe don't know. Um, And uh, thank you again to everybody who has been supporting and sharing, rating, reviewing the podcast. Do not forget if you want an entry for some free River Wolves apparel, all you have to do is tweet us a picture um, at Wausau R Wolves showing that you either rated or reviewed the podcast. Bonus if you get both. Bonus points if you get both. Um, but a bonus entry if you uh, also show that you shared it on one of your social medias. We don't care how you share it, where you share it. Uh, just share the podcast. You're going to get an entry for some free apparel. And uh, show us that you rated and um, of course you got to be subscribed, but as long as you rate and review, you're going to get another entry as well. Um, so thank you, thank you to all of you who have done that so far. Uh, we will get you uh, details on the specific apparel in the coming weeks. What a weekend it was for the River Wolves, by the way. Uh, they went and played Rochester, as everybody knows. If you've been following the River Wolves of the last few seasons or this season, uh, Rochester is good. Rochester is very good. Uh, River Wolves took them to overtime this last Saturday. Let's break down that game for you a little bit here. Um, in net for that one was Caleb Sauer, and uh, he led his team. You're going to hear Jonah Williams you know, talk about how much they really leaned on him, had some big saves and some crucial at some crucial times. He made 47 saves on 51 shot attempts and uh, only lasted two minutes and 17 seconds into overtime. But what a heck of an effort as, uh, again, he made 47 saves, 51 shots. That's a 92.1 save percentage on the night, folks. Uh, So Caleb Sauer doing his job. 
And uh, scoring for the River Wolves to open things up, it's always great when the River Wolves get the first goal of the game. Uh, you know you got uh, some good hockey coming and uh, some good energy coming for the rest of the game from the River Wolves whenever they get on the board first. Ethan Cumming would do it unassisted at the 8.55 mark. Rochester then got three in a row uh, all the way halfway into the second period. They were leading 3-1. to one. But then surprise, surprise, Ethan Cumming again with uh, less than three and a half minutes to go in the second period. He would make it just a one-goal game assisted by Nolan Gifford. That one came on the power play, by the way. And then the lone goal in the third period to uh, force the tie and force overtime, it was Caden O'Connor, uh, who is one of the newcomers to the River Wolves, who we are going to get to in just a second. Going to do a full roster rundown for you. But Caden O'Connor found the back of the net, and guess who assisted him? Ethan Cumming. A three-point night for Ethan Cumming uh, on Saturday night. And he uh, ended up with two points on Friday night as well. But Saturday night was uh, probably the best night of hockey from start to finish. And uh, these guys played more than 60 minutes. They played 62 minutes. So you always hear Coach Bailey, you know, saying we got to work hard. We got to play all 60 minutes, things along that nature. Uh, they played 62 minutes and played them very, very well. Uh, so it was just those two games last weekend. And now Peoria comes to town for a three-game set against Wausau. Uh, puck drops are 7.10 p.m. on Friday, 7.10 p.m. on Saturday. And then don't forget, Sunday is a special 12.10 puck drop. Riverwood's going to be looking to, uh, hey, why not sweep Peoria while we're at it? Uh, at least grab a few wins on home ice. So if you've been listening to us uh, every episode here on Inside the Den, I believe it was the first episode of this season. I asked Coach Bailey, you know, uh, you're making a lot of roster moves. There's been guys, you know, in and out of the locker room a bit this year. But uh, looks like you are getting the um, roster that you like uh, set in stone here. And he, I asked him if he uh, felt like he was coming into his own as a GM. And he said he really thought thought that he did and um, is making some good, some wise moves and that the guys who are coming in really were contributing and uh, he made a few more moves, actually a significant amount of moves since then, and uh, really, really solidified this roster as we head into the back end of the season. Uh, Caden Phelps no longer on the River Wolves, uh, as is Trey Best. So those are a couple guys that uh, are no longer on the roster, but uh, some a lot of new names on the roster to uh, you know take their place and uh, take um, any opportunity given to them by Coach Bailey and the River Wolves. And those guys are going to be uh, Taylor Frericks. He's out of Sioux City, Iowa. We've also got Daniel Smolin uh, out of Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. By the way, both of these guys are forwards. Another newcomer on this River Wolves roster is Richard Zupan. He's out of Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Tommy Wraith joins the River Wolves out of Win uh, Winnetka, Illinois. Had to uh, double-check my pronunciation on that one. Probably still got it wrong. And then rounding out the newest forwards for the Riverwolves, it is Hayden Shoemake all the way from San Diego, California. I think by far the uh, furthest from home Riverwolf we had have here. Maybe a couple of these guys from British Columbia. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know which is closer, California or British Columbia off the top of my head. But if I had to venture to guess... I would say California is a bit further. A new defenseman to throw at you as well. It is Caden O'Connor. 
previously mentioned mentioned him already as uh, he scored against the uh, Rochester Grizzlies to force the overtime on Saturday. He comes to Wassa from Mendota Heights, Minnesota. So a lot of changes made to the Riverwolves uh, roster, a lot of exciting changes. And again, as I've mentioned, they're changes that uh, Coach Bailey not only thought were necessarily necessary, but uh, they're changes he thinks are going to take them uh, above and beyond. And uh, hopefully a lot of these guys able to return and really get a solid uh, core uh, who have played together for a couple of seasons um, on the ice next year. So that's pretty much all I've got for you. Um, actually, you know what? I want to preview Peoria real quick. Let's take a look at Peoria because the Riverwolves have really not played them quite uh, quite a bit this season. They are a good team. They're number two in the Central Division. They've got 18 wins, four losses, so they're knocking on the Grizzlies' door. Uh, they've got four less wins, same amount of losses as the Grizzlies, but they have played three less games as well. Peoria, uh, they have a goal difference of 88 they have, uh, excuse me, they have a goal difference of 42. They have allowed 46 goals on the season, and they have scored 88 goals of their own. Top scorers on the Peoria Mustangs are led by number 27, Reed Loon. He's got 22 points on the season, 7 goals, 15 assists. Jack Craycroft uh, has 20 points on the season, coming from just 2 goals and 18 assists. So a couple big-time playmakers sitting atop the points leaders for Peoria. That means you know that uh, they are they are able to move the puck. That means they're quick. That means they're sharp. Riverwolves are uh, going to have to get sticks in passing lanes and really play solid uh, defensive position this weekend against these Peoria Mustangs. Connor Bennett, Ethan Chesney, Quentin, and Quentin Murphy all have 19 points on the season. These guys have scored quite a bit more, uh, 10 goals, 9 goals, and 8 goals, respectively. And uh, then George Geis is really the uh, other top guy at uh, on Peoria. He's got 18 points and even nine goals, nine assists. And then it drops off a little bit, but still uh, plenty of scoring happening uh, lower down the roster. A lot of dangerous guys. You've got three guys with 13 points, two guys with 12 points, 10, 9, 8, a couple guys with 7. So uh, they, can, they can all get it done. This team goes deep, and this team knows how to find the back of the net. So uh, whoever's in net for the Riverwolves definitely going to have to uh, contend, be prepared for a lot of shots. And uh, the goalie on the other end of the ice in the Peoria net will most likely be Cole Walter. He's got a 15-4 and record on the season, just a 1.67 goals against, a 93.5 save percentage. He's got four shutouts. By the numbers, uh, I mean, Owen Carlson, is very good, folks. We talked about him on last week's podcast, but by the numbers, uh, Cole Walter is uh, not being touched by basically any goaltender that the Riverwolves have played yet this season. So they're going to have to find a way to get pucks on net. They're going to have to make a move. They're going to have to make him make the saves, and they're going to have to pick corners because Cole Walter does not give up goals very easily. So there you go. That's what the Riverwolves are contending with uh, this weekend when Peoria comes to town for that three-game set. Don't forget, you can follow the River Wolves on your favorite social media by searching Wausau R. Wolves. I'm Jake Senholz at Senholz on Sport. Thanks for being with us here inside the den, and uh, we can't wait to see you this weekend at the Marathon County Ice Arena. We're going to step aside real quick, and we'll be right back with Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. Take on winter weather with Fleet Farm. 
Find everything you need to keep your family safe and warm, from tires, shovels, to snow throwers, to hats, boots, and gloves. Fleet Farm's got you covered this winter season. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. And welcome back inside the den. Joining me, as always, is the Director of Business Operations here for the Riverwolves, Zach Surway. And, uh, Zach, we have an extremely busy weekend here at the Marathon County Ice Arena as the Riverwolves have some sort of prom promotional night or some sort of giveaway uh, all three games this weekend, starting with a $2 beer night opportunity on Friday. And I'm going to leave the floor open to you to uh, talk us through the rest of the weekend, starting with that $2 beer night. Yeah, exactly. we got the $2 beer night happening on Friday. It should be a good one. Um, really looking forward to that. People have always, uh, over the course of the years, uh, come out in droves in that, and I think uh, even more so this year with you know people um, trying to trying to get out a little bit and enjoy some time. So looking forward to that. Uh, the one thing I always want to remind people is is they can enjoy that two liter beer from the time the doors open at 6:40 all the way through the 10 minute mark remaining on the third period. Um, you know you can. Drink some beer down in the Wolf Den and bang on the glass a little bit and, and get rowdy and hopefully cheer on the Riverwolves to a win on Friday night. Yeah, the Riverwolves have been scoring a uh, good amount of goals lately, so a good opportunity to uh, you know, have a beer, do some cheering, like you said. And then uh, on Saturday, we're going to be giving away uh, winter gloves presented by Pizza Ranch. And if you look outside right now in central Wisconsin, uh, everybody could use a pair of winter gloves with what we're going through here uh, today and through this weekend. Tell us a little bit more about that glove giveaway and then uh, what is also happening on Sunday. Yeah, so we got the, the glove giveaway. I mean, like you mentioned, I think I didn't check the temperature lately uh, for what the forecast is for Saturday, but I think it's supposed to be negative temperatures. So I guess we planned that one out all right uh, in terms of uh, the timing with it. And uh, the Riverwolves giveaway, the uh, Winter Gloves giveaway, it's a real nice um, giveaway that you want to make sure to get, uh, and just almost like the beer night as well, get to the game uh, once the door is open at 640 because uh, it is a limited uh, supply of those gloves uh, presented by Pizza Ranch. And then on Sunday, uh, a rare, I think it was the first time in our history actually that we've had a 12-10 uh, puck drop on a Sunday afternoon. So trying it out to, to see what we can do with that. And uh, all kids will get into that game 12 and under for free uh, presented by Triggs. So uh, you want to take advantage of that. Uh, obviously, it doesn't happen too often where you can get your kid in for free. So adults buy a ticket and then uh, all kids 12 and under get into the game for free. And again, with a 12-10 puck drop, you can come enjoy some hockey, and you've still got pretty much the rest of the day to do whatever you want with. I assume many of you out there are going to be watching the Super Bowl with the rest of your day, but uh, you can come enjoy some hockey uh, here in the morning. It's also going to be one of those rare weekends, like Zach, you mentioned rare. Um, it's it's Actually, maybe it's not that rare in Wisconsin where the inside of the hockey rink is significantly warmer um, than it is outside. So definitely a great weekend for you to uh, come watch some hockey Take advantage of uh, being inside the building and um, uh, enjoy some uh, free giveaways and uh, $2 beer as well. And then, of course, you can wrap up your weekend by uh, scrounging up as many kids as you can find, bringing them to enjoy a uh, Riverwolves hockey game completely for free. 12 and under, though, right? Yep, that's correct. And uh, like we've said in, in previous episodes, um, we are abiding by all the uh, local reg uh, regulations and 
terms of people social distancing and then obviously I mean you can't you've seen it you can't really walk five feet in the facility without hand sanitizer uh, in the facility um, so you know it's a great opportunity to get out of the house finally and uh, we're on the edge of uh, things ending here soon and people can uh, get out and have a little bit of fun uh, after being locked up for so long. Yeah, definitely. Time is winding down in the NA3HL season. There is a lot of games on the back end of the season here, but uh, opportunities are growing thin to uh, come down and watch some hockey uh, here live at the Marathon County Ice Arena. So make sure you take advantage of that this weekend. And uh, hey, giveaways galore as well. We've also got uh, after this weekend, of course, uh, three games this weekend, but then we have uh, more games next weekend, uh, including a beanie giveaway. And that is presented by Fleet Farm. That game going to be taking place on February the 12th. So, Zach, if people can't get enough Riverwolves hockey this weekend, they can come right back and get a hat on the 12th, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, They can do that, like you said, presented by Fleet Farm. Actually, this Saturday, um, we're going to have Howler. He's going to be out and about in the community. He's going to be at the Fleet Farm store here in Wausau from 11 to noon. So you can stop by. And uh, meet and greet with Howler. He's gonna be uh, maybe he's gonna be looking for a new uh, new crossbow for next hunting season, and uh, and going from there. But yeah, if, uh, the kids want to if they're listening to this and they want to stop out and see Howler uh, out in a, a different environment uh, from his normal game day action, they can do that actually this Saturday from 11 to noon at the Wausau uh, Fleet Farm, and then. Right after uh, February 12th, we'll be right back at it the following uh, weekend for the Teddy Bear Toss. And I know, uh, I don't know if you talked to Jonah at all in the episode, but uh, I know he's guaranteeing that we're going to score that goal early, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully that can happen on February 20th. Yeah, I did not bring it up to Jonah this week. He is the uh, coach's interview on this podcast, but I was going to wait till the week uh, of that game, and then, uh, like I've said in, in a previous episode, I'm going to really put him on the spot and uh, I'm going to say it's it's not just enough to, to predict a first-period goal. I want to know who's scoring that goal as well. So uh, we've got that to look forward to out of assistant coach Jonah Williams. But um, as Zach mentioned, um, you got the hat giveaway coming up, and then you have a, a really awesome opportunity to give back to the kids here in north-central Wisconsin by bringing a new uh, teddy bear or really any stuffed animal. I know last year we had a lions. I think we had an octopus. We had some sort of, I think we had maybe a giraffe. There was actually a lot of like African safari type animals. I remember last yeah. year. Yeah. And it can be, you know, and it can be any type of uh, stuffed animal they want to. It could be a teddy bear. You know, a lot of kids, just how they are, you know, they vary it from what they, what they like and what they feel like a, a kid in need might like. So uh, feel free to, uh, we're not going to discriminate any animals and uh, bring any type of stuffed animal that you'd like to uh, to come to the to the game that uh, February 20th. All right. And, of course, they get thrown on the ice after that first goal, which we were just talking about. They're going to get uh, scooped up by a couple of our uh, wonderful Riverwolves interns, and they're going to be given uh, to the Salvation Army here in Wausau, again, to benefit kids in north-central Wisconsin. So a lot of things coming up here through the uh, short month of February. A lot of great opportunities to uh, get some free stuff and watch some great hockey as the Riverwolves really are starting to play well as a team and they're starting to put together uh, some good games here. So uh, we encourage you to come on out and watch uh, and support your Riverwolves here live. Yeah, I I will say that uh, they have been some of the recent transactions, uh, Jake. They've been playing a little bit better here and 
Hopefully uh, they can pick off some, some wins here as they kind of gel as a, as a team. We had, uh, I'm sure that you mentioned previously, Ethan Cumming, uh, player uh, of the week in the division. So it's a lot of uh, better quality product on the ice, too, to watch uh, upcoming this weekend versus Peoria. Yeah, definitely. Um, $2 beer is always great, but it's if, if you're getting $2 beer and winning hockey, you, you literally can't beat it. So, uh, again, you can um, always check. Uh, recheck uh, any de- details or specifics about these promotional nights over at riverwolveshockey.com. And uh, other than that, we hope to see you here at the Marathon County Ice Arena this weekend. Zach, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes with me this morning. Thank you. Go Wolves. Go Wolves. Hey, fans, upgrade your windows and doors before winter is here. Visit our partners at Exquisite Windows and Doors. Request a free quote at exquisitewindowsanddoors.com. Welcome back inside the den. Joining us for the first time, it is Wausau River Wolves assistant coach Jonah Williams. Jonah, thanks for uh, sitting down with me for a minute here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, you joined Coach Bailey this year. Um, is this your first uh, coaching venture, or uh, you got some coaching experience under your belt before you got to the River Wolves here? Uh, no, I, I started with the U18 Minnesota Northern Wings in uh, Duluth, Minnesota, and then uh, Coach Junior Gold last year, uh, and then I ended up here with Colin this year. So you definitely have uh, a handful of experience, some some good experience to lean on, actually. Um, before you got into coaching, um, obviously you played hockey a little bit. Just tell us briefly about your uh, <laughs> hockey career as a player. Uh, I started at Hermantown High School, moved to Duluth, Denfeld, and played a year of prep out in uh state of Maine. We were kind of like a Maine, we were like a, uh, we were Maine state champions that year. We were solid team uh we played a prep schedule and a junior schedule so uh from there i just kind of decided to go to school had some injuries um and then uh hung them up and then i ended up coach started coaching right away so you've definitely been you've been all across the board as far as hockey like you got a lot of experience under your belt um uh, what do you think you bring like to this team specifically as as a uh assistant coach like what what role have you kind of fallen into this season um coaching next to Coach Bailey here? Uh, well, first of all, Colin's taught me a lot about the game already. I'm kind of the middle guy between Colin and the players. Uh, my ears to the ground a lot more than he is. Obviously, being the head coach uh, kind of takes a step back where you know I'm here to help out the players any way they need without having to go to Colin every five seconds. Yeah, I'm sure he appreciates that as well as the uh, – uh players on the team but everybody seems to uh, like you quite a bit you got you got a good rapport with the team and uh, obviously coach Bailey likes you a bit too or likes you a lot too so uh, we're happy to have you here Jonah and um, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, this past weekend you guys had in Rochester obviously you guys played pretty good hockey um, all weekend didn't quite get the shots that you needed to get on Friday but then uh, came back on Saturday and got about three times as many pucks on the net Caleb Sauer was standing uh, on his head in your guys' net as well, and then Ethan Cumming went off uh, this weekend. So, what what did you see out of the team this weekend that was maybe different from you know the previous weekend? Had some struggles against uh, St. Louis, and then you you go to Rochester, you're playing maybe the best team in the entire NA3, and you guys take them to overtime. Uh, what did you see out of your out of your team this weekend over in Rochester? You know, I that's it's a completely different team from when we first got here. Is what I've been seeing. I've noticed. Uh, you know, we just we work really hard now is what I've noticed. You know, we're hunkering down in the D zone. 
Uh, we had yeah, we had our mistakes, but you know we made up for them. Sour played. <laughs> he's still on his head on Saturday night for us. Uh, Ethan Ethan Cummings probably one of the better players in the entire division. NA three maybe. Um, you know he he's a kid that you know just give him the puck, let him do whatever he wants. Um, that's pretty much what happened four times. Obviously, you know scored four times this last weekend, so he's a good solid player. Yeah, four times and an assist, which you will hear in the interview coming up with Ethan. Um, I, I I got to uh, I got to uh, say when I'm wrong, and for the most of the interview, I thought he had only four points for the weekend, three goals, one assist. But <laughs> he corrected me. Uh, didn't didn't want to uh, you know showboat during the interview or anything, but he corrected me after the interview. So you'll hear kind of that correction uh, in our interview with Ethan in, in just a few minutes here. Let's talk a little bit about Caleb Sauer. Maybe this would be more of a question for Coach Bailey, but I'm sure you have some input as well. Um, Sauer, during his interview on this podcast, said that he wasn't uh, wasn't really planned before he got to the Riverwolves this season. So he's kind of you know getting back into the flow of things and really getting back to his peak shape, uh, peak form. Do you guys think that uh, after seeing this, seeing the way he played this weekend, that he's starting to become the goalie that you thought you were bringing in? Yeah, absolutely. He was about as good on his ankles as any goalie could possibly be all weekend. He he had, you know, he stopped a breakaway at a crucial time in the third period on uh, last Saturday night. And that's when, you know, everybody kind of figured out, yeah, this is this is a guy that's going to go first every night he's in that. And he's always going to know where he's at, what he's doing. He's a good communicator, too, with the defenseman. So, you know, I, I respect that. I appreciate it, too. Yeah, always great to have a goalie that, you know, like you said, communicates with the defense. It's on the same page. Um, and really just kind of, like, lets the guys know what he needs back there, but also, like, they know that they can rely on him as well. Always feels great to have a goalie like that. And I think you guys have a couple of them on your team, mm-hmm. um, a couple guys that would fit that uh, fit that bill. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, three-game series against Peoria this weekend. Luckily, uh, it is snowing hard <laughs> here in central Wisconsin, so uh, sorry, Peoria, you're going to have to uh, travel. And luckily we get to uh, have three games here on uh, home ice at the Marathon County Ice Arena. Uh, what do you guys have to do to keep up that uh, type of intensity? Um, like you said, the uh, solid defensive positioning, all that stuff that we saw on Saturday. Um, Coach Bailey mentioned you guys had a great practice, a great week of practice, excuse me. So what do you have to do to keep that mindset and, and uh, keep that up through the three games this weekend? I think everybody knows what they need to do. Um, if As long as, you know, work hard. I love I love it when guys work hard. I hate when guys don't. Um as long as we work hard, we do well in D zone, we stay with our guy, we should be okay. Yeah, and a great chance to beat um, a, a good team in Peoria at least a couple times this weekend. So, uh, Coach, thanks for sitting down with us this uh, this morning, and uh, good luck this weekend against Peoria. Thank you. That is Riverwolves assistant coach Jonah Williams. Don't miss a minute of thrilling Riverwolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live on Hockey TV. Visit HockeyTV.com for more details. And welcome back inside the den for today's players only segment. We have number nine, Ethan Cumming. And uh, Ethan is coming off a fantastic weekend over in Rochester. We'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, Ethan, thanks for taking a few minutes with us this morning. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I am doing quite well. Uh, I wish I could have seen uh, your guys' games this weekend. Uh, obviously, you played pretty well in both games. You personally had three goals uh, and an assist, so a four-point weekend. Um, what was different for you this weekend? You got seven points total on the season. Four of them came this last weekend. Uh, what was different out there? Were you just seeing the ice better? Were you guys moving the puck well? Did you find a weakness in the goalie? Uh, what was it about this weekend that you just went off? 
Yeah, I think I think our line was clicking for sure. Um, I think we were able to um, manipulate the defense a little bit better. I think um, I don't know. I think I just found the openings, you know, perfectly in the where the goalie wasn't, and I think uh, I don't know. We were we were moving at all cylinders, so it was good. And I see as we're sitting here, you got a little wrist brace on. So you did that all with a bit of an injured wrist. Um, walk us through that injury a little bit. When did that happen? Uh, wh- yeah, what what happened to you? Um, I believe it was the second weekend I was here. Um, I think I I, I think I, I just lost an edge going to the boards, and I think I just kind of bent it back a little bit. Um, it's definitely healing up a lot better, and. Um, it should be good the next couple of weeks. So you've been playing you know, playing through injury a little bit all season. Um, but, yeah, it, just a fantastic weekend. You guys as a team played really well. So on Friday, uh, was a bit of a typical game against Rochester, lost by a handful of goals. But then Saturday, you guys force overtime. Um, it, just a great game overall. What What's the feeling on the bench during a game like that? Like, what was the energy like? What were you guys saying uh, before going into overtime? Uh, how confident were you you were going to come out of that one with a win? Yeah, I think I think uh, once end of the regulation, we were going to overtime. I think we were pretty positive. I think we we had them on the ropes for sure. And I think we had the momentum going into the um, overtime. And I, I definitely thought we were going to put it home, but um, just had an unlucky bounce in the D zone. But... Um, I don't know. I, I thought it, I thought we played a solid game all the way through. Especially, uh, you guys were led by, of course, Caleb Sauer was in net for that game. Made like almost sixty saves. So yeah. obviously, a, a great game from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody involved. Ethan, actually, as I'm I'm looking at this, I was mistaken. You had four goals and an assist this weekend. So you had five points total. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of your goals made the NA three top plays of the week, and you were named the star of the week. Uh, how good does it feel to kind of have those honors like bestowed on you and? Um, I don't know, I guess, have you ever been, like, awarded anything like this before, or is this the best week in hockey you ever had? Yeah, I think I think it's definitely one of the best weekends I had, for sure. Um, I don't think I could recall a time where I was kind of, like, player of the week or any of that stuff, so I think it was nice to get um, a weekend like this under my belt, and hopefully from there we can just keep going and doing some good stuff, so... So you guys uh, have actually had quite a few goals this season make the uh, NA3's top five plays of the week, and you are the third uh, member of your team to be named the ultimate player of the week in the mm-hmm. NA3. So you guys are doing a lot of stuff right. Yeah, definitely we are, for sure. Uh, so let's take it back a little bit just to like the beginning of your hockey career. When did you start playing hockey? Who kind of got you into hockey? And uh, when did you really start taking it seriously and, and start thinking like, hey, this is something I want to do um, you know, after high school and however yeah. long I can play? Yeah, um, I think I'd say probably around uh, three or four. I probably started skating. Um, by the time I was probably six or seven, um, I believe, you know, that's when I started playing a little bit more competitive. Um, my Obviously, my mom and dad, they were, you know, my, my dad, he played hockey through high school and everything, and so he was kind of the one that encouraged it, and I kind of fell in love with it right away. And uh, um, I suppose, you know, going into bantam even high school year i think that's when i really wanted to like pursue like a um a future in hockey and so um just throughout high school and stuff i just kind of worked hard to get to where i get to where i'm at and um try to further this uh goal that i have 
yeah, any opportunity to keep playing hockey, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, where did you play before this? Was it your hometown high school? Did you play in the NA3 before you got to Wausau, or what was kind of your journey to get here? Yeah, um, it was pretty interesting. Um, so I obviously started in St. Cloud, you know, born and raised, and I just stayed there. I played for um, St. Cloud Theater. It's a little private school there. Um, we had a really good team, and then after that, um, I ended up going to Minot um, for about a month or so, and then I ended up getting cut. And then I went down to Utah, played uh, for the Outliers in the USPHL for a little bit. And then um, just dealing with stuff, I just decided to come back home, get a little bit closer home, and then um, found this team. And it's been going great so far. So Yeah, found a home in the River Wolves. And we're yeah. definitely uh, glad to have you here. You've started a lot of games over the course of the season. Um, and you have been here a lot longer than a lot of these guys uh, on, on the roster. Um, there's been a lot of roster moves, a lot mm-hmm. of new guys coming in. Uh, for you, as somebody who's been here for a majority uh, of the season, how do you guys kind of deal with that, with the new players coming in? Is it tough to kind of get a rapport out there with the new guys on the ice, or has everybody kind of fallen into place pretty easily here? Yeah, I think um, for the most part, I think it's been pretty good. I think, uh, you know, every guy that we bring in, I think, you know, I've liked them. I think our team liked them. I think it's pretty easy to move them into the lineup and get them moving quickly. Um, they're all great guys, so I mean, it's it's really easy. And you know, with new guys coming in, it's you know, it's just for the best. And I think, um, yeah, I think it, I think it's good. And so, yeah, and I think that shows again with the competitive nature of uh, just the two games last weekend against Rochester and. Hopefully going to see what we're able to do with a three-game series coming up here this weekend at home, Uh, try and and get a couple uh, wins on home ice here. But uh, just just to wrap up the interview, um, tell me a little bit about your, like, hockey heroes, who you always looked up to as a kid, who you kind of emulate your game after. Yeah. uh, When I was younger, I do do remember um, growing up probably – probably when I first started, maybe a little bit later, I kind of looked up to Tyler Sagan. Um, he because I was a Ford at the time, and I really, I don't know, I just really loved him. And then I obviously went back to D, and then I kind of switched up, you know, who I looked up to. And um, now, honestly, since I played D and Ford both, I, I mean, Kale McCarr is probably one of my top players, definitely, because I kind of, I almost wouldn't say I played kind of like him, but I mean, when I'm playing defense, I'm definitely offensive minded like him, so. Yeah, he is such a fun player to yeah. watch. And talk about a guy who just fit in, like, you know, when yeah. he joined the Abs a season or two ago, uh, coming off the Hobie Baker and everything, he's dropped right into the lineup, yeah. put up points right away. I mean, that guy's incredible to watch. Yeah. Uh, the whole Abs team right now is a, yeah. a lot of fun. But Kale yeah. McCarr, you know, if you're if you're able to stand out on a team that has that many superstars, yeah. you know, you're, you're doing something right. Right. Um, one last question for you. Uh What are your ultimate goals in hockey here, I guess, um, through the rest of the season, but ultimately – um, are you trying to move past the NA3? Or are you just trying to make the most out of your NA3 opportunities? Like, what would make you happy uh, as a hockey player when you finally hang up the skates? Yeah, I think um, next couple of years, since I have a couple of years left in my junior career, I, I, I really want to, like, try to move up um, in the null, possibly USHL with my second, third year. Um, that's probably one of my goals is to play, be there by next year and uh, pass that, hopefully get a college uh scholarship or something and i i want to play college hockey later in life and just kind of see how it goes and yeah and uh w- with a few more four point weekends you'll yeah. be well on your way there so uh again that is number nine uh forward ethan coming and 
Ethan, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes with us here this morning. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Good luck this weekend. Thank you.